Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I am just, oh my gosh, I know I say this every single podcast, but I'm going to tell you how much you mean to me. Everything, everything, everything. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm very happy that I can continue to talk to you about faith. This is such a faith building, elevating preparation season for what's getting ready to come. And so um, whomever you are, I would love to talk to you today about where is your faith. Um, So welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed. And I've got to ask you about um, something. And, you know, it's something that's been on my heart and my mind. My audience that I'm talking to right now, it's not my audience. It's God's audience, right? He's the one that sent you here. But I'm just thinking about you and where you are. And there are so many different areas of faith that you can be in. You could be of no faith, which, you know, if you're a believer in Jesus and you've been saved and you believe he's been raised and he's alive, then there's no such thing as no faith. Okay, so let's get that straight right now. So let's just say you're someone who believes and you've never exercised and put your faith to work because we talked about that in previous podcasts. Or you could be someone who is way up there in your faith. And when I say way, way up there, high level of faith, but you know, you still get deterred by some circumstances and some strongholds that, you know, we, we all get. And you just want to hear something different today. So whoever you are and wherever you are in your faith right now, welcome. And I'm I'm 100% sure you will not be disappointed. I thank you so much for attending. But I want to I wanna mention something to you. You know, I've been doing this podcast since January, uh, maybe spring of 2018. I don't say January. The idea came in January 2018. But I don't think I started right then. All right. So somewhere between January and March of 2018, I started this podcast. And so much has changed in my life ever since I started, but I want to tell you why I do this, okay? Somewhere down the line, I was discouraged from continuing my podcast. As most people that are motivational, uh, I won't even say motivational speakers, that walk in the Spirit, that believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. They're honest, all you talk is encouragement. So, of course, the first thing the enemy wants to do is discourage you. And I really wanted to be done with my podcast. And the Holy Spirit said to me, and this is before I even got good in my podcast, through several different prophetic people, don't despise, don't forsake the day of small beginnings. And so, you know, I think this podcast is a very big beginning, you know, but, you know, you start somewhere and this is where I've started and this is where I will continue to be because I, I do love this audience. But I do this podcast because I will never forsake everything that God has given me. It's nothing to keep to myself. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you is for not even just you, but for others as well, because he's ministering to the person that's speaking as well as others. So I don't want to ever take any of that for granted. But the second most important thing is building my faith. Oh, my God. I have change from oh my god to faith because i'm saved to enormous amount of faith and it's not easy it's it's gotten ever increasingly difficult to impossible human wise okay i'm gonna make sure i say that all things are possible through jesus christ but having faith on a high level is not possible without the power of the Holy Spirit. So with that said, let's talk about where you are with your faith and you how you're going to get to a point where 
all you do is lean on him and not do it yourself. But also where you can have a very comfortable conversation, even with me right now, even though I know this is recorded, so we can talk about where you are because the Holy Spirit shows me so much about who's listening and why they're listening and things like that. So I'm just here to talk to you. That's really it. I think we could both use someone to talk to. How about that? Okay, so I'm going to start from James. First chapter, second verse, and I'm going to read this all the way to the eighth verse, because I think this is a good thing to start. Uh, So second verse says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, before I go to the third verse, when was the last time you were joyous? Because you had trials. (laughs) No one is, especially the trials that are very, very, I don't think there are any easy trials. So that, it would be called the trial, right? If that's the case. But when you, it says face, consider it joy, joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. That's a very strong statement, by the way. I'm going to repeat that. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Those who doubt should not think they will receive anything from the Lord. They are double-minded and unstable in all they do. Because what happens is when we ask for wisdom, we don't realize the trials we have to go through to get the wisdom. When I first started praying and asking for wisdom was when I was first healed from the um, the illness, the spiritual illness I was suffering from back in 2015, I didn't know what I was asking for. But I found out now, right? <laughs> to get wisdom, you have to face trials. That's the only way. I'm going to give you an example. If you've gone through so, like, you know, you've, you've read books about people that's been through so much in their lives and you look at them and you say, how is it that you're able to stand here? especially Christian books, people that are charismatic and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, they will say it's the power of the Holy Spirit because there's no human way you can get through that without the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So let's just say right now, these are the type, types of trials that James is talking about, okay? I want you to understand that. These are the trials, the trials that there's just no way possible that you're going to get through it without the power and the intervention of the Holy Spirit, So we cannot face them on our own. That's why he says, I'm going to give you wisdom and you're going to understand what it is, right? We're talking about life or death situations, okay? Where only the Holy Spirit can get you out of in every way possible. Physical death, mental death, spiritual death, whatever kind of death you want. We're talking about things that only the Holy Spirit can get you out of, right? Okay, so let's think about this now. I was in church recently, um, uh, I want to say maybe last year, and I've been, you know, I've been through so many trials. I've talked about those things I've been through spiritually, uh, a lot of the attacks and just, you know, things that manifested in my life and blah, blah. So I feel that my faith has been elevated because of those experiences. So if, you know, if you're dealing with uh, spiritual forces on a regular basis, that you can't physically see, it's not going to really bother you if someone cut you off in traffic, right? That's that's not something to get hot and bothered by. It's just, that's what people do. You just look at it like that. But let's just say we're talking about the body of Christ and we're talking about church. So I remember being in church one day and 
a lady got really upset with another lady because she said something to her that she didn't like. And it wasn't even anything that um, she didn't call her name. She didn't accuse her of anything. She simply restated something that occurred. That's what she simply did. And I'm not demeaning it or down it or anything like that. But I remember when she did this, the other lady got just flew off the handle because she didn't think the other lady had the right to speak to her, period. The lady said it very nicely to her. She just repeated and she just flew off the handle. Now, the problem with this situation, this is somebody that leads, um, that leads prayer and who prays all the time. This is somebody that um, is a leader in the church. But then they got really hot and bothered. This person got really hot and bothered when someone repeated a fact to them. And I was, I remember when I saw this, I was so thoroughly thrown back, thrown away, thrown back, confused, whatever you want to call it, taken aback. That's what I'm trying to say. By her action. I was thinking to myself, the very last verse of what he says, Hebrews 8. Actually, let's go back to 6. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Going to verse 7. Those who doubt should not think they will receive anything from the Lord. In verse 8. They are double-minded and unstable in all they do. And I'm telling you, that's what came to my mind when I saw this. I, I honestly didn't understand. Now, this is someone who prays in the spirit all the time. What are they praying? What are they thinking when they pray? Why are they praying? Is their goal to expect answers from the, from the Lord? Is their goal to pray because the church is praying? Are they just doing it for the sake of doing it? For sure. I don't know. But when we pray, we have to expect to change, right? So here's the point. When you face trials and you're literally growing in your life, there are going to be more trials and more trials because there is a, the, God is the author and finisher of our faith. He's constantly pushing our faith. But if someone simply does say something to you about an action that is a fact and you can't deal with it, that tells me that you're not growing. That tells me that you're unable to withstand trials. That tells me that, hey, there's no perseverance there. Because there's just too difficult for you. So when you, you don't grow, you don't have the perseverance. And I don't want to come off as if I'm judging. I'm just telling you what my eyes saw. And I'm telling you what my eyes always see. I, I see the person praying. I see the person leading in church. But I also saw the person come out to the point they got so upset. They got loud. They went nuts and walked out of the church and left. Over someone restating a fact nicely, very uh, generously. They did it thoughtfully, very respectfully. And I just, I, I simply was thrown aback by that. Literally, I was. But that's a perfect example of what this verse is talking about. When we don't think about the trial. So let's just be, I know you're not like that. <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm saying this because... Let's truly be thankful for facing trials because when I look at that, I became more thankful that I'm able to persevere past someone doing that to me. And I thought to myself when I saw that, what will it actually take for me to get like that? I mean, I just, I didn't even know at that time because I had given, I told the Lord, I said, you know what? 
I'm determined to have unspeakable joy. Yeah, I talked about this in another season of my podcast. I actually do feel that way. I don't just talk about it. So that's why it says consider it pure joy. So I remember just being joyous. Oh my gosh, this is why I have trials. This is why I had to go through all that. So I won't be like that person. Oh my goodness. This sounds like common sense to you, but I'm I'm telling you right now, this happens every day, all the time, especially in the body of Christ. All right. This is why faith building is so important. It's so important. Where are you? Where are you in this walk? Are you like that when someone restates a fact? Now, if someone says an opinion, you may be a little irritated, a little deterred, somewhat frustrated. I don't know the situation. But if you're flying off the handle in a very, you just come apart, like literally, if someone says something, we talk, we're not talking about they didn't hit your child, they didn't hit you, they didn't even beat up your car, and yet you come completely apart, you are not growing, and your faith is just not there. And that someone, unfortunately, is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Now, I didn't say that the Bible did, and it's a fact. It is a biblical truth, actually. Okay? All right. I want you to understand. I I wanted to say that example because I know that sounds ridiculous to you, but imagine watching it. This is someone I've prayed with many times before. And once again, I'm not trying to put anyone down, but we have to ask ourselves this question. Where are we in our faith? Thank God that that's not me or you. And if that is you, let's go back to James and read because it's God's word that builds up that faith. It's his word. It's his written word that builds up that faith because when we go through trials, we read this and we understand why and we become more joyous. And when you're joyous, you praise. And when you praise, the heavens break open. When they break open, answers to your prayers occur. When answers to your prayers occur, your faith builds up more and more and more and more and more because you believe what the word said. That's your faith. And then when you saw it, then your faith truly elevated because next time you won't be in the same situation again, right? Okay, I hope you're hanging with me because I know this is a very deep topic, but it's a very necessary topic. Now, I'm going to move over just a little bit to uh, James 2, um, starting from the 23rd verse. I'm just going to read to the 24th, actually, where he says, And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, right? And he was called God's friend. You see that people are justified by what they do and not by faith alone. Now, you can see clearly how that example I just said find, falls right into um, literally an alignment with this verse. Now, I talked about Abraham a lot in my previous podcast. And I think by now, you know the story of Abraham, even if you hadn't even read it in the Bible. I talked about him a lot. We talk about faith. Oh, my God. That's faith. But here's the thing. I love the fact that Abraham believed God, and that's the most important thing. And at that time, because he believed, it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. He was justified by what he did. And it's faith by what we do, not by just saying, oh, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a, I just have faith. No, 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 no. We have faith means nothing without the actual work. And I know we talked about, I talked about that before, and I know you are aware of that, but I want to help you understand that word where he says, you see, people are justified. 
justified. I want to focus on that word because when you're justified, that tells me a lot about how you understand where your faith is. Okay. So you're justified by what you do. Abraham was not justified until, okay, he started bringing Isaac to the altar to sacrifice him. You understand? There was no justification before then because Abraham believed him and in his mind that thought of belief and trust was there. So therefore that belief and trust calls him to act on it. And that act was, I'm going to sacrifice my son. And I know that God can bring him back from the dead. I don't even have to worry about that. You know, a lot of times when I think about this, it just makes me so happy because Abraham was a physical man. He was not some super spiritual being that was hanging between heaven and earth. He was a physical man that walked the earth that had physical feelings. And a lot of times, you know, I get into this deep thought about faith. And forgive me if I think about things that you don't think about. Because the truth is, I know people don't really think about this. So I'm going to tell you right now. I often think about what was Abraham thinking when he was taking Isaac to the altar? How did he feel? Only the power of the Holy Spirit can bring him there. I mean, come on. We're talking about Isaac, a 30-year-old man. What was Isaac thinking? Isaac wasn't dumb. He knew what was going on. And because Abraham was justified, so was Isaac. That's why faith is important. A 30-year-old man was justified because his father was justified. A 30-year-old man received faith because his father had great faith. A 30-year-old man had the promise fulfilled in him. Because Abraham, his father, had it. This is why faith is important. This is why where you are in your faith is not all about you. It's about your generations and generations and generations to come. Okay. Now, I don't know how many more generations we're going to get post-rapture. But I know we're getting there, right? It's going to be some. So at the end of the day, and, and also in the next world. You know, we're talking about the Bible talks about this rule and the next. So we're talking about the offspring of that, too. So just think it does not stop. Okay, it does not stop. There's a reason why Abraham was justified. Okay, (sighs) they're justified by what they do. Well, I'm going to tell you, Abraham had to be thinking highly when he was uh, taking Isaac to the... I don't even think that was a short journey. I mean, they went up on a mountain for crying out loud. I mean, it wasn't easy getting there. I mean, he had to endure the hardship physically and spiritually. Ah, it's just something I think about. I, I can't help it. I mean, it's just... Because I, I know faith is not something. It's not a toy. It's not a game. It's not a word. It is a true act. And that act it calls you to understand the seriousness of who God is and the dimensions of God. You become so close to him when you start acting like that. That's where you are in your faith, aren't you? That's where you're getting to in your faith, aren't you? I know it because you wouldn't be listening to this message if you were not. Now, let's talk about this word justification because I love how we're justified by what they do. Now, let's go over to Romans. What am I? 19 minutes. All right. It's going to be a part two, just so you know. Uh, Romans 8 chapter, and we're going to start talking about, um, you know what? I'm thinking about this. Maybe this is where I should pause and do part two. (laughs) Because if I get into this, 
Uh, it's going to be another 20 minutes. I know that for sure. So that's part two of this particular uh, talk about where are you in your faith. Uh, so I want to thank you right now for listening. This is to be continued, okay? I'm going to pause here and I want you to catch up with me in part two. I like to keep these messages really short and sweet for you because I want you to be hungry for the next. I want you to enjoy your time that you have to listen and I want to be respectful of your time and tell you that just tells you how much I really mean um, that what you really mean by by joining this podcast to me. You mean a lot. So, all right. So thank you for listening. I will see you on the next one. Remember, Jesus loves you and so do I. A little Diary of Relationship Truths. You can find me on Amazon. I would love for you to read it. Get your relationship right with the Holy Spirit. Learn more about the Holy Spirit. And we will talk to you the next time.